Welcome to Astronomica, um, a podcast about songs with body parts in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've come here for, I don't know, guys, what are some other songs with body parts in the title? Hips don't lie. Okay. The only okay. one I can was eyes without a face. Is like the Ooh. only one I can think of. Lips of an angel. Get on the good foot. Okay. Oh. oh nice. Okay. She's okay. gotten legs. Fair enough. Damn. I feel like I should have done better in thinking of one. Yeah. Man. I like big butts. Is that the yeah, oh, official title? <laughs> uh, well, no, but it is rump shaker. So. Oh, yeah. there we go. Oh, wait. Well, I didn't no, think that, that was. I don't yeah. think that's a body part. I think that's just about a meal. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's when you're carrying the rump roast to the table on mm-hmm. your trip. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, or you do a little. You do a little shake and bake with it. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's why he's called Sir Mix a lot. Yeah. 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 I never knew that. <laughs> it's sort of like how Chicago is called the Windy City, not because of the wind, but because of the politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't buy so it. E- equally, uh, he was knighted uh, for service to the crown and preparing an especially crispy shake and bake. I think Chicago politicians came up with that bullshit. <laughs> It's called the Windy City because there is a lot of wind. Yeah. No, it's, it really is. It really is called the Windy City because yeah, I, of the bloviating of the politicians. I know they say that. <laughs> I'm familiar with the story they tell. From like the 1800s, I yeah. mean. Mm. I mean it's actually, it's, it's been windy since the dawn of time. It's, it's actually uh, an acronym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite What's it story. Stand for, uh, wankers in New York denial uh, yearning. <laughs> that was that, uh, terrible, but good uh, job. And honestly, my, like, kind of was coherent. Was, yeah. <laughs> my favorite story about Chicago is if you look up the founding of the city, um, the initial settler, I forget the guy's name, but the account of him settling the area is that he bought it from a black dude that was there already. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No. Nope. <laughs> God. At least he bought it, though, right? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Big ups for that. That's, I mean, he was progressive ahead of his time. Yeah, I'm sure it was a very fair price. <laughs> right. We stand a progressive king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I went to a store that I'd never been to the other day. And let me tell you, if you've never been to a five below, oh, yeah. That yes. shit is wild. Yeah. yeah. Blew my fucking mind. It was what amazing. Five below? It's like sort of like Dollar Tree, except everything's like kind of nice and like the price point is like five dollars oh everything yeah. is like five dollars and below which everything at dollar tree is five dollars anyway right? yeah, yeah. yeah yeah uh it that place is when when we take the kids in there uh their pupils do the same thing as in requiem for a dream yeah, i can see that <laughs> they have so much like weeb shit in there like there's a lot of anime shit huh. yeah um exercise equipment electronic like doodads like if you need a fucking like USB-C cord or an HDMI cable mm-hmm. like there's literally nowhere else I would go now Dude, okay if you I, want some I will keep that in mind basic I, home decor go when everybody is doing their college stuff because they have like college dorm shit oh yeah that is like the same caliber as Target but it's way cheaper and their candy aisle was why I mentioned it okay because first of all the candy section is like half of the goddamn store okay well I, I found two interesting and delightful candy and candy adjacent things to to bring to the table this week all right first of all they make coconut pocky oh. which right. is like coconut far, flavor or is there coconut in it's it? like it's got like the coconut flake like in the chocolate dip oh nice I also have some Oreo pocky which is pretty good too nice um but the other thing 
fucking blew my mind. It was amazing. You know those little Biscoff cookies they give you on airplanes when you get your coffee? Yeah. Yes. So they have what is essentially peanut butter made out of those Biscoff cookies. Oh, man. Oh, damn. And it is amazing. Nice. Cookie butter. Oh, yeah. Poor teeth. It is so fucking good. I mm. have had it before and refused to ever buy it because I would just eat it. Yeah. I just ate some with a spoon. Really. Yeah. 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 It was great. Holy shit. Well, um, oh, I wanted to um, tell everybody about a podcast. Oh, go for it. Um, it's called If Books Could Kill. Oh, yes. And I really like really strongly recommend it. I've talked to a couple of people about politics on the discord and stuff. And this is a really great resource for addressing kind of some of the problems with liberalism from the left. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they, they yeah. go after like New York times darlings. Okay. Like Malcolm Gladwell. And yeah. If looks could kill. If, if books, if books if, could if kill. If books could kill. Could kill. So they take, they take great these. Title. Yeah. They yeah. take these like New York times bestsellers that every like liberal household has on the bookshelf. And they just go through like why the science is bad, why the Dope. like all the shit they made up, all the you know it's it's really good. So Fuck like yeah. their first episode was Freakonomics. Yeah. Oh nice. And oh, okay. they tore it a fucking new one. It's so good, and it is from um. So one of the guys who does it is Michael Hops, who was on You're Wrong About, and is also now on Maintenance Phase, which is one of my very favorite shows. Uh -huh. Um. And I think his co-host on this one, I don't know if he also has other shows, but Michael Hobbs is a self-styled, um, what does he call himself? Um, he's a statistics queen hmm. and <laughs> he brings that to bear heavily mm -hmm. and it is so good. It is like here, I think each episode is about 50 minutes, mm -hmm. a little less so far. Yeah. They did one on the game that was really interesting because it, <clears throat> um, the guy had a really neat take on it. I thought it was I thought it was cool. It, it wasn't a take that I'd heard previously. Oh, so you mean the pickup artist? Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's it. They do a great job of like from a statistical standpoint, tearing down these assumptions that were made, and then also pointing out like let's look into their okay, let's check their sources. Right. Mm -hmm. Clearly, this was made up. Right. Or if it's not that kind of thing, it's also like, okay, here's what follows from this that we have seen hasn't played out. It's just, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Great. All right. Enough of this bullshit. Uh, let's get to the meat of this intro. Uh, I understand that there are a couple of announcements of a joyous nature that should be made voluntarily by the people who choose. So... I didn't know you were going to announce your pregnancy on air, Colin. I've been pregnant since the day I was born. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. That's not news. <laughs> Still waiting to be realized. Uh-huh. But we're not there yet. You know, I hear C-sections work. C-sections. I like yeah. that because it makes me think of the C. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite section? The C. Um, Do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? R. No, it'd be the C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. All right. I'll stop being coy. I'm engaged to my partner. Hooray! Yay! Yay! Uh, I 
also recently got engaged. We're both engaged, not to not each to other. Not to each other. I was, was going to do the joke as we like, yeah. I was just going to come out with like, Colin and Kristen are engaged to be married. <laughs> and then write like three bits and be like, not, not to each other. <laughs> Can I? Third and fourth parties. Do you hear all the people clicking unsubscribe now that the two honeypots are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's okay. We, uh, the people that were just here for the like eye candy are not listeners that we want. Yeah. I mean, you know? If you're that here for the eye candy, sweet, of, sweet ear candy. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're here for the eye candy of a um, audio only, yeah, you can form still fuck Colin. You can still <laughs> fuck. <Colin>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, you can't. Well, would would it be better if we said if we offered that you could still get fucked by Colin? That's uh, not really much better. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, hey. No, no you can still get a handy from Colin behind the Dollar General. <laughs> behind. It's no, five no, I'm below. classy. It's five below. below yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody's got something to drink. Raise it. Hey, if Colin's giving you a five Bless below, you. you don't even have to leave the table. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. 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 Uh, does anyone have any good toasts pertaining to marriage? Don't do it. I mean, what? <laughs> To our wives and our girlfriends, may <laughs> they, they never, never meet. meet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, uh, and I forget the context, but it was uh, um, like a like a cruise ship full of young girls looking for husbands and husbands looking for young girls. The situation was not as symmetrical as it appeared. <laughs> <laughs> that is genius. Oh my gosh! Good. And on that note. With no ado whatsoever, I'm going to put Colin on the spot. What's up? Hey, you want to recap our last episode? Was Is it my turn? It is. I forgot to tell you. Oh, okay. Um, Good news is it's an easy right. recap. Uh, yeah, it's it's an easy recap. You got a real hard act to follow, buddy. <laughs> I do always. Ever and always. Last week on Astronomica, <clears throat> our fucking was continued <laughs> with no interruption. We were attacked by gigantic Stretch Armstrong-esque meat monsters and uh, through a series of clever maneuvers involving shooting them, we were able to uh, overcome some of them. And then the bomb went off, and uh, Chung and Hung Lee are dead, and I'm thinking that I might be a little shell-shocked, because I was, like, right next to the explosion when it happened. <laughs> um, as I recall, uh, we blew up part of the grace, so it's really good that we weren't in the part that we blew up. But, uh, yes, we're... Uh, we solved the sadness room problem on the upside. <laughs> on the downside, we also continued making a very loud and noticeable nuisance of ourselves, at least as far as the station authorities are concerned. At this point, uh, I believe that I have successfully offloaded uh, certain unwanted and toxic assets. <laughs> uh, to wit, I sold the grace to... Uh, that Parenti guy, via the good offices of that, like, one-eyed Nina chick who was, in retrospect, less suspicious than she initially appeared. <laughs> and uh, now I think that me and uh, Anton and CB and uh, Hopper are going to go try and 
Kill Grace, who, by the way, has been installed into the cranium of, like, sort of a walking dead man. So, uh, does that bring us up to date? I am receiving a thumbs up. Anton. Yo. You have jumped down onto the dock. Mm. You are, uh, gaining on the guy in the flight suit with his, uh, where the back of his head has been replaced by Grace's AI core. Mm. And he's kind of down on his haunches, injured from the blast, but kind of limping away from you, or crawling. There are probably about 20 cops on the scene with guns drawn, telling, uh, yelling at everybody to put down their weapons. And there are soft, fleshy masses dripping out of the hole in the grace, um, <laughs> sliding out of tanks of fluid, splatting on the hard ground, nice. <laughs> slithering around uh, <laughs> like big, fat slugs, basically a bunch of Jabba the Huts with Mackie's face, just, <laughs> just, just thrashing around and dying without uh, the fluid that they were suspended in. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Is there one really small one with Anton's face? Yes. <laughs> and it lands on Anton's head. <laughs> no. The guy you're chasing, the, the Grace chassis that was a man, looks back at you and puts a hand up in defense and says, Don't, Anton. Don't do it. I'm like Mackie now. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, this is a pickle. In what sense? Well, you know, the whole not letting the uh, malevolent AI zomboid thing escape versus not getting gunned down by 20 police officers, Mm -hmm. you know, not a whole lot of winning in this situation. Could I throw out a possible course of action? Mm Mm-hmm. Just point at it and go, Cyborg! (laughs) Well, I was actually thinking of yelling like, He's infected! Get him! I mean, that seems worth a shot. Uh, I mean, hopefully the cops are going to arrest everyone on the scene. He does have like a big like thing coming out of his head. I mean, our past discussion of what an AI core looked like was something the size of a suitcase. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel, I mean, unless the Grace AI core is radically different. You can picture like a big silver basketball, basically. Okay. Hmm. I mean, these people do all hate cyborgs. To clarify, the, the crate-sized object was uh-huh. the, what's it called? The, the virtual environment thing? Yes. Okay. Oh, gotcha. yeah. SPVE? SPVE. There you all go. Right. All right. Um, I am going to attempt to bluff. I'm going to yell <laughs> to the cops. <clears throat> Stop him. Don't let him get away. That's the terrorist that just blew a hole in our ship. Give me a talk check. Right. <laughs> or a and lead Mackie's, or whatever. Give Mackie me a... Mackie is going to assist by going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. That definitely sounds like a talk check. <laughs> all right. I got a seven. Okay. And I assisted. I mean, assuming the DC is something under, is 12 or under, I got it. I assisted. Okay. So that's an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cops are like, don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> and then they, uh, one of them steps forward, puts a knee into Grace's human back and uh, handcuffs. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Handcuffs them. Do you throw your weapons down? Yeah. In the process, I'm going to say, uh, that thing's not alive. It's not a person. 
It's got a computer controlling it. You need to kill it. Okay. I'm going to say that's yeah. another, another check. <laughs> I like it. It's a nine. Okay. Yeah, and in case the DC was... I assist unless the DC is over a ten. Uh, it's ten exactly. All right, cool. So what'd you get? Uh, I got a ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you bump him up to a ten. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. I like when a plan comes together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. The cops kind of look around at each other, and without saying anything... They all reach up and turn off their body cams. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, one of them pops the hood on the police cruiser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After getting a good look at uh, the person, it's pretty clear they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. They've got this big machine sticking out of their opened head. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, one guy just gets a like a crowbar type tool and uh, yanks the core out of the skull. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbing. Gives it a couple of smacks. There are sparks flying off. Oh fuck! Oh, and uh, throws it in a evidence bag. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are uh, cops coming over to like they're putting you in cuffs if you don't resist. Pretty sure resisting means getting riddled with bullets. At yeah, this point. I think we have arrived at resistance is futile. Yeah, yeah. Down on our knees, hands behind our heads. Seems like the best way to not get killed. Yep. That's what we do then. Okay. Sorry, am I out here on the deck with them as well? Is Hopper, I should say. I think Hopper... I think I'm still in I think only, I think Anton's the only one down on the deck. Gotcha. Uh, um, but they are boarding the ship and... I, th- looking for people. I think that I dropped down okay. out of the gaping hole in Grace's side. So, I mean, I'm on the deck, but I wasn't... I would have spent whatever time that took, like, getting near Anton. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, they sweep the ship. CB. Yes. You are still on the ship, definitely. Yes. So as soon as we like blew the bottom out and then went and saw what happened mm-hmm. and saw the cops come up, Mackie was like, you know, hey, kid, get out of here kind of stuff. So she melted into the shadows at that point. Mm-hmm. Her first stop. I'm going to need a stealth check to okay. like, break out of the uh, the closing um, well, gauntlet of cops. Okay. Can I make an argument? Like, she's doing this while Anton is talking. Are they mm-hmm. swarming in while he's talking? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Stealth check it is. Or at least, like, once they've been closed, the ship itself is part of the... Is within gotcha. the perimeter. Of the oh, room. well, she's going to something on the ship first. Oh, okay. My mistake. Yeah. Go ahead. My plan was, um, I wanted to go check out the box mm-hmm. that Chen He and Hyun had. Yeah. And just, like, get a visual on that sucker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but if I can, like, jimmy the handle and open it up and see what's in there, she's going to do that in passing. And if not, then she'll, we'll deal with it later. Yeah. Okay. Um, it does have a biometric lock, oh. so you would need a fingerprint. Sure. Can I scurry back to get one of their hands? Yeah, I think... Uh, do I have a hand? <laughs> Hewn was uh, turned to mist. Pink mist, yeah. yeah. But give me a... Um, Give me a notice check. We'll okay. see if you can find a, find a thumb somewhere. All right. Notice. Let's call it a... I'm going to say it's a 10 because it's that area is a mess. That's fair. That's fair. Now, Chung He is down on the deck as a corpse. Gotcha. So, Oh, no. I'm not least, going down there. Right. Yeah, no. I'm not going I mean, down he's there. in plain sight of the cops and everything, but you yeah. can... You at least know that that's there. All right. I'm going to do, um, I guess, notice... I'm going to make an argument from notice decks because I'm sifting through things 
to find this piece. Yeah, things is a great euphemism. (laughs) I got 10 on the die plus one. There you go. For a total of 11. You find a thumb. Suitable for uh, snapping onto a keychain like a rabbit's foot. Nice. (laughs) All right. I got me a thumb. Yeah, I'm going to go poke it at the lock. Okay. So this crate is... Picture like a big trunk, like you would see at the end, the foot of a bed. Yeah. You press the thumb to the biometric scanner, and the lid pops. There's a hiss of, uh, I don't know, there's like that dry ice smoke yeah. rising up. You lift the lid. You're bathed in a golden light from Pulp Fiction. Cool, cool. <laughs> and inside, just from bottom to top, yeah, wedged all the way, taking up the entire trunk, it's one yes. get out of jail free card. <laughs> <laughs> Can I break it in half and use it half of it for Mac and Everett? It's a pile of antique plastic cards. Some of them have mag strips, some of them have chips. Oh. Some of them have uh, this numbers. Is, this is the whole thing where, like, if you've got antique sources of money, sometimes there's, like, still credits on there. Mm-hmm. At mm. least that's my, can I do a note? That's my guess as a player. Yeah. Can I do a no check to confirm? Sure. Okay. I guess just no wisdom, which is going to be just a straight die roll. Seven total. Okay. Um, yeah, you know that that's one. Possibility? Yeah, currency technology had several major iterations in pre-tech times. Gotcha. You don't know if there's like money on these cards or if they are. uh, Yeah. You don't, you're not sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's not time to do much with them. So I'm just going to grab double handful and stuff like pockets Mm -hmm. and then I'll do the skedaddle. Cool. But I'm going to try and stuff like as many pockets as I can within, I guess, a round. Okay. Like a combat round, essentially. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to roll anything for... Uh, How many I collect? Sure. Roll 2d6. Okay. Boo. I got a bad roll this time. Four total. Okay. Well, four pockets full of credit cards ain't bad. Oh, four (laughs) pockets full. Oh, I thought it was going to be four total. Okay. No. Cool. I will revisit that in the past Mm -hmm. or in the future. And then, yeah, she's going to try and stealth on out of this situation. All right. Let's get that stealth check. And I'm going to roll a notice over here. Okay. So stealth for me is going to be roll three, drop the lowest, and then it's also going to be modified by dex. So we're going to add two to that. Um, nine plus two for a total of 11. All right. You're creeping down the gangplank. Mm-hmm. You almost run smack into a cop who's boarding the grace, but narrowly duck back into the shadows, let them pass, and then slip out. Awesome. And then and go bounding across the deck. Yes. Quickly joining the crowd that's gathered to rubberneck at the uh, crazy exploded ship and uh, <laughs> tableau of fucking disgusting yeah. insanity that has unfolded. And uh-huh. yeah, um, among the crowd, as you're making your way through the crowd, people are like whispering about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you keep hearing phrases like eugenics cult and like geneticists hmm. and weird monsters. Okay. Do I happen to see, so I'm thinking we blew the bottom out, so they went out a non-traditional exit mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> of the grace. Yeah. Kind of picture, you know how like the, like the Millennium Falcon is like up on those legs? Yeah. So kind of picture the Millennium Falcon with part of the bottom blown out. Okay. And just okay. Chewie's red innards splattered across <laughs> the floor. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, anyway, I was. Of the situation. What I was curious about was, do I happen to, to see? Why um, did it have to be chewy? I know. Do I happen to see NZ um, on my way out? I'm kind of curious if God. we have any idea of what he's up to. Alas, poor NZ. <laughs> With stuffing you top bodies into a hole. Yeah, I think you see Inzid's crumpled frame <gasps> laid out on the deck. Wait, did he not? He's dead. I mean, he's a robot, so. But he his was... his hydraulics aren't. He got shot enough to where his hydraulics aren't working. But he's, he's the heart and soul. Whether he's alive or dead is remains to be seen. Oh man. Okay. Ooh. That actually gives me a dilemma if I should try to... Okay, so CB's going to... She was originally going to head off and immediately start searching for ways to help everybody. Mm -hmm. But seeing NZ on the ground with the crowd milling about, she's going to hang out in the crowd for a little while and try and like observe the cleanup and see if there's any kind of opportunity to like approach him and check on him to okay. like confirm basically is he just dead or if there's some all right salvage to be had. so very quickly hopper is turned off oh okay unless <laughs> unless hopper resists Do, is there while all this is going on is there am i still on the ship i believe so okay you could try to run well i mean like you want to try are the cops it? like do i have a little bit of time before the cops get on well you can i mean we can run this parallel yeah. CB's escape if you want to make an effort. I, I would. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Go for it. Uh, Sorry, I just assumed you were going into custody with Mackie. But. Before I do that, I would like to, like, are there still, there's still power on the ship, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to go to where the main data lines have an access panel near the main power lines. Okay. And then, like, briefly run through and see if any surviving computer equipment is still connected to the data line. So, do you want to, like, a program check for that or something? Yeah. Okay. That's an 11. Okay. Yeah, I would say most of the hardware is intact. Okay. So, then I want to connect the high-voltage power trunk to the data lines Mm -hmm. to burn out every last digital storage that's left on the ship that might harvest uh, harbor... A vestige of grace. Okay, nice. And that was what did you get on that check? Sorry, uh, that was a nine plus uh, program plus int. I'm going for so that's eleven. Yeah, I'll count that as successful. Okay, you have successfully burned out the ship's hardware. Okay, and then I will uh, like walk down the steps and I'm like, you guys should not hate me because I do not have any biological components. <laughs> <laughs> Don't check my stomach cavity. <laughs> They are not letting anything off the ship without okay. taking it down to the station. So, Ooh, I had one more question. Can I see... Like, Hewn was vaporized, right? Mm-hmm. And he was kind Except of... Except for apparently a thumb. Okay. But he was like the hard drive of the pair. Yeah. And Chung-Hee is dead, like, on the On deck? the ground, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, as, they're, as the cops are, like, swarming around me, I'm like... That guy's a cyborg. That that corpse is a cyborg. You better beat it real good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'll, um, you know, American History X, I'll uh, kneel down on the deck plate and put my hands behind my head. Nice. Like the hero of American History X. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Oh, you guys, I'm in a pickle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there any chance they put Anton and Mackie in the back of the same cop car? Yeah. You get thrown in the same car. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, we got some good pre foley. Yeah, yeah, I can hear the sirens. You now. got any ideas here? Lie through our teeth. I think that's a good one, but like they say, always tell a lie they can't verify. I, I mean, if their body cams were on or the station security cameras were watching this, they got us dead to rights. That's the long and short of it. But maybe they showed up here to fuck with us. And so maybe those uh, devices weren't on. I think that until we know, we should say one word to these fuckers. Lawyer. 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 Hmm. Let me tell you a little story about a man named Lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just so we are stories straight, everyone that could say that this isn't true is dead now. I would posit that one of the corpses set and detonated the bomb. I think that sounds good, and I think that if there's a way we can put all of this on the Hyung and Chung Hee, well, it's not going to hurt them any. Fair enough. But we got to figure out what they know before we start talking. There are already reports filtering out from other systems that the Sinulo Songyim are violent, like radicals. That dovetails nicely with the lie that I think we ought to try and tell <laughs> if it is at all viable. The cop car begins to shake as uh, Hopper's turned off body is shoved in the trunk. He's strapped to the hood of the car like a like a deer. The little the little uh, the little armrest in the back like folds down and Hopper's head comes jutting through. <laughs> There's a guy like spinning his leg around to try to twist twist it in there. Have you tried turning me 45 degrees? <laughs> Turns you off and back on and off again. <laughs> Can we see if they got CB? Uh, you don't see CB anywhere. All right. You can see that there's a uh, crowd control going on. There's a uh, cops are trying to clear the scene now. I'm not sure what the rights of prisoners are here, but if we get a phone call, mm-hmm. just so that we don't do the same thing, I'm gonna make sure that the monocop says. Actually, hang on. We transferred legal ownership of the grace to Palenti. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've I would like per- to... What's up? Sorry, par- Parenti. Parenti. We've been doing both, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Have we... You transferred... You also called Shank, mm-hmm. and Did basically I... you left a will. I left a you, will. You left a recording of a will that was like, this is the last will and testament of Mackie Shburn. Yeah, but I was going to say, that was in the event that I died. Right. Now... Cop killers don't do great in police custody, and that's what they think we are, but I think that in the event that we have one phone call, I'm going to use it to call, I don't know, like a local probate lawyer or whatever, Mm -hmm. and see about transferring legal ownership of the monocopsis Mm -hmm. to you, to CB. And that way, you know, if me and Anton get fucking got, the, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the show can go on. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so, uh, like, uh, when I get my phone call, if I get one, just so that we don't do the same thing, I'm going to see about getting legal ownership of the monocopsis transferred to CB, and that way, you know, they can't hopefully impound it, too. So, uh, <laughs> what you do with your phone call is uh, entirely your decision. I know that there's probably one or two people that you can think of who... I was probably going to call Bridget Sakamoto. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her how wrong you were. 
Is, you know, I think she'd get some immense satisfaction from my current fate. <laughs> you know what? That's an interesting use of karma. You know, you know, yeah, that's pretty cool. I respect that decision. So, uh, is there a cop in the front of the cop car? Not at the moment. What do I roll to try and escape? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the back of a locked car mm -hmm. with handcuffs on. Okay. Are they behind my back? Yeah. Never mind. I'm going to jail. <laughs> I can't even think. I mean, we have to tell a story, and I can't think of one. Hopper, yeah. Hopper's head is poking through the mm -hmm. uh, the thing, right? Yeah. Can I roll? Which is not how cop cars probably work, but right. whatever. Uh, this is a space cop car. Yeah, it's a space cop car. These are all Paul Blarts. Anyway, they work for a corporation. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Mm -hmm. They have to buy off the market to uh, like save on their budget. Right. Can I roll to have faked being turned off? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Hopper would have would have moved his off switch. So that's a five on the dice. Uh, what do you want? Let's see. I'm trying to fool people, so charisma mm -hmm. would make it a six. And then what uh, skill do you want to modify Perform. that? Perform. Okay, so that would, fuck you up. that would bump it back down to a five. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you could make a case for talk. Uh, I do have talk. You tell me what skill you want to roll. Sneak? Yeah, I want it to be uh, sneak charisma, because I'm trying to uh, fool them with okay. my... So that'll make it a six. Okay. No, this guy knew what he was doing. Okay. Sorry. That's right. Where is your switch located? Because if your switch is located on, like, the base of your head, and it's poking out through the seat, <laughs> and maybe Mackie knows it, you could just, like... Nah. <laughs> I mean... Delaying the inevitable? Delaying the inevitable, I feel like, is what's going on here. Yeah. This, this guy just stuck a giant magnet on the back of my chassis. <laughs> yeah. You got booted. Yeah. You just got a big clamp over your legs. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's say, let's lower the curtain, and we will uh, jump probably a couple days. So um, a lot has happened. I'm going to kind of run down the next, say, month. Of time. Oh, shit. Okay. And I'm going to probably miss a detail here and there. Feel free to chime in if you think I'm overlooking anything. <laughs> Don't worry. Because uh, <laughs> your lawful detainment kind of... It, it's outside of my area of familiarity. <laughs> I've only been to jail overnight. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, just think of it as being to jail overnight, but time's like 30. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the first night... In jail, you gotta pick a fight with the toughest guy there. Unfortunately, that's Anton. <laughs> you both you walk into the yard, and Mackie immediately just punches Anton. But he has to like like Hulk and Thor. Just, no, he has he has to jump and like just kind of like chuck him on the chin, <laughs> and then he goes, "Ow!" Hey, look how spry that old guy is. We better not mess with him. <laughs> CB. Yes. You are approached the following day. You have uh, moved on to the Monocopsis. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> You're approached by a gentleman in a hot pink business suit. Okay. So this is serious then. Yeah. And he's wearing three ties. Three. I was about to ask. Fuck. He has a comb over. Okay. Which is a choice in this era. Because mm -hmm. he could oh, very so like he shaved like actual hair that's there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Did they, does he have to pluck each follicle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got Vaseline on his teeth. 
look, we, we've got to move fast. I have a, a 4 p.m. plucking. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he introduces himself as Conrad McGillicuddy. Okay. And he goes, when you're in the shit, call a Conrad. Um, comrade Conrad. Yep. Yep. Your comrade, Conrad McGillicuddy. I can see the ads now. Yeah. And uh, you are led to believe that Mackie also saw the ads, apparently. Um, <laughs> he shows up with some paperwork. Mm-hmm. He says, congratulations, my client has bestowed upon you ownership of this fine worship, looks like. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's our home, thanks. Great, if you just want to sign here. Okay, I want to look at the paperwork and see if I can make sure there's nothing in there that looks like concerning. Mm-hmm. This you is where I reveal. Uh, have Squirtle look it over. Yeah. Well, no, I was gonna. I was gonna reveal one of CB's secret traits. Oh, okay. Brilliant legal mind. Oh, right nice. on. Oh, nice. <laughs> you say that you, the, the audience doesn't see you shaking your head. I know. Um, I'm, that's probably like a no or a notice or a. I guess no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to argue for connect. <laughs> I'm actually good at connect. <laughs> can I uh can I ask a question? Hmm. While we're in the in the Hooskow, is work on the ship ongoing or did it yeah. stop? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. We paid our deposit, goddammit. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I got a 7 okay. on a no intelligence, which is just a flat roll. It's, okay. Yeah. With a 7, the paperwork seems fine. Mhm. You're uneasy. You're not confident. Okay. But it looks okay. Okay. CB signs her name in such a way that the letter C, she signs her legal name, but she signs it in such a way that the letter C is uh, legible and the letter B is legible. Mm -hmm. And the second part of burn is legible. So I guess her legal name plus burn, but -hmm. everything else is just like a scribble. Right. Wait, is CB's legal name Shburn? Yeah. C H H H H burn. Burn. You burned. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it, did you hear anything from him? I mean, I I spoke to uh, my client. Yes. Okay. Did he tell you anything to tell me? Um. He said, "Congratulations on the new ship." Okay. Did he like give me any instructions, or do you know? What's happening with them? He said to do this. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Feel free. He would have also told Mr. McGillicuddy to tell her to get in touch with, you know, start the process of getting in touch with a Captain Zhao of mm-hmm. Lokshide and let her know what's going on. Okay. Okay. She's going to get on that and also try not to engage with the lawyer anymore because he makes her uneasy Mm -hmm. does he have a card or anything yes like if he's okay so you're continuing to represent them i am okay do you know when they might come out oh i mean like get out of jail not come out i mean i'm sure that they're already out as who they are yeah i'm gonna be honest with you uh it's not looking great oh but i'll be in touch you've got my card if you need me Uh, i'll keep you updated on the situation Okay, well, I will check in with you tomorrow, I guess. All right. And he takes off. Yeah. Um, but she's going to follow, basically spend the time following Mackie's instructions, and mm-hmm. she's going to basically call everyone and anyone she can think of who might help them put pressure on yeah. getting them out. Okay. And she does call up Shank 
to let Jake know. Yeah. Does she renew her romantic acquaintanceship with Thecla and maybe as pillow talk be like, hey, by the way. Um, I think that she'd be distracted enough. Like, and the other thing is it's so CB did just get a ship. Yes. And I'm going to just go ahead and steamroll right over in case anyone is wondering. She doesn't actually have like a moment of doubt of like, maybe I could just fly off mm-hmm. in part because she is stuck here until the repairs are done. Mm-hmm. But also because like CB is a pragmatic person, but like she's also pragmatic in the sense of knowing that like she needs a crew yeah. of people in order to really operate, mm-hmm. in, you know, with the best sense of her survival. Right. Um, and she likes Anton and Mackie. Mm-hmm. And I guess Hopper is growing on her a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, continuing on with the fast forwarding through this little period, you have a little buddy, which is one of those Tony Stark robotic arms <laughs> on kind of a, uh, a track that runs down the corridors of the monocopsis with a doll head duct taped to it. Oh, she did salvage some of Ed's head. Yeah. That's so in, in Zed's with you. Oh, is Inside going to be our new ship AI? <gasps> That'd be amazing. <laughs> or your ship AI? Since yeah. You know, me How and Anton are now going to be in jail forever. That make... sounds amazing. I cannot wait to ship out. <laughs> you yeah. just you plug it's white into white, red into red, yellow into yellow. Yeah, no, she definitely does that so she can hear NZ like over the speaker of the yeah. whole ship. Cool. Um, He's the, she sets him up as the UI. Right. <laughs> Speaking of NZ, I don't know if Kiwis, I don't think that they do this, but... With my uh, my partner and I, it's been a running joke for like two weeks now that Australians say the word no funny. Mm-hmm. And she's been like, oh, nor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nor. <laughs> I don't know. I've been saying that a lot lately. So <laughs> I apologize in advance. For <laughs> That's okay. All of our fans are in New Zealand, not Australia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Probably no. a good reason. Oh, nor. <laughs> <laughs> There's some interesting developments here on uh, what's the planet called? Zolta. Zolta. There we go. Thank Zolta you. two. I don't know why I was, that was what was in my head, but I was like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's some interesting developments on Zolta two over the next couple weeks. Primarily, there's a group that you're becoming familiar with as you listen to the news called the First Zoltans. They are a group that uh harkens back to the first generation of colonists to the planet. They have a political arm called the Pioneer Party. Okay. Mm. And they have been having a tough go of it because Axia Medical Augmetics is kind of their nemesis on the planet. Okay. Uh, Axia is a cybernetics company and the first Zultans are very anti-cyborg. Yes. And that's the company that Thecla works for. Yes. And, uh, I'm not going to pull the curtain back too much, but just to say that our patrons who run factions, mm-hmm. Axia Augmetics is one of the factions there. That's run by okay. Alias. Alias! <clears throat> and they've been kicking the first Zoltan's butts pretty effectively. So in the news, there are stories about anti-cyborg sentiment in police force. There have been some like pro-cyborg um, protests and... The first Zultans have been the victims of deniable ops, mm. you know, attacked by cyber ninjas, that sort, of, <laughs> that sort of thing. That could have been anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but in the midst of that, a lot of the police who managed or the station uh, security who managed the, the arrest of your crewmates mm-hmm. are being 
summarily dismissed or uh, put on leave with pay Rad. Uh, as investigations are underway. And even the events surrounding the grace, it does turn out that body cams were turned off, security cams were turned off. Hmm. And the young fellow that Anton saved mm-hmm. has become a witness in a separate case about brutality Okay, from station security and that sort of thing. So a lot of the people on that side of things are currently in trouble and have their own legal problems to sort out. Awesome. Yeah. CB is also trying to work with McGillicuddy to like rally those resources. If Mackie and Anton go to trial, if that is public knowledge at the point at which it becomes public knowledge and it filters to us, Mm -hmm. I think that is when we're going to start crafting our lie. (laughs) So put our heads together over some like plastic trays of like protein ration and the, you know, lock up and see what we can come up with. Mm -hmm. And sounds good. Hopper is uh, spending all of this time fruitfully engaging in mentally improving pursuits, mm-hmm. i.e. being like locked in an evidence locker. Yep. <laughs> Does anyone have a Joe Pesci-esque cousin we can call up? <laughs> I mean, I feel like genetically, Peter Falk and Joe Pesci are sort of pretty they're cousinish. Their right? most recent common ancestor is a single digit number of generations back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so. dare I say that sounds like a connect roll? <laughs> sure, <laughs> it does at um, the appropriate time. Maybe, yeah. maybe one of Mackie's extant children. This is uh, this dir- this marks one of your longer downtimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A connect got- roll is in order if you guys want to make yeah. a make a friend in prison. I was about to say, I mean, rules is written. Anton's got a network of contacts within, at least within the prison. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And we can make those rules as they become relevant. But yeah, just something to keep in mind. Question about uh, background. Mm -hmm. Did Father Constantopoulos stick around or did Mm. he like book alternate passage on the first ship out? That's a good question. Mm. Can CB try to like. Yeah. What does CB want to do? So I think CB would try to keep a hold of him Mm -hmm. because he is potentially useful as like a character witness for people and he seems positively inclined towards us Mm -hmm. and she's also been watching a lot of documentaries about the situation on panamorphy and he's like he's like ah these kids she knows that's happening and she has some insight into the panamorphy situation that she is keeping under her vest for now Mm -hmm. but um i'd say she would try to keep him around try to convince him to stay and be a positive voice in character aid, reference. Character you know. reference. And in doing so, she would be happy to procure anything that he required. Okay. I'm going to call that, let's call that a lead or a connect. Okay. Up to you. I think connect. All right. I I'm think... going to set the DC at eight. Okay. I feel like I need one of those boop, 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 air horns every time we use connect, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, shit. I'm going to say a uh, good old connect charisma. I'm going to roll it again because I really want him to stick around. Mm-hmm. I got a four. This is a one roll scene, so there's no excuse not to use it. That's good point. Okay. Hey. Well, I don't know if I made it or not. No, I think I did. I got a seven on the die plus two. So yeah. Yep. All right. Constantopolis is sticking around. All right. He's like, if they need a character witness, let me know. Give me 48 hours. I'll stop smoking crack. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, don't worry about it. Hey, get a move can... into the honeymoon suite on the Monocopsis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I unveiled this on mic. Can I uh, notionally assist with that role? Sure. With the uh, the shirt that Hopper made for him? Oh, yeah. Oh. Go for it. 
So it's a black T-shirt with a uh, like a faintly transparent skull mm-hmm. <laughs> overlaid with multiple lines of text. Every line is in a different, totally non-consistent font, and it says, uh, "I'm a proto presbyter." <laughs> <laughs> I like to suck hugs and fuck drugs. <laughs> and I vote. <laughs> I love those shirts. Since Hopper made it for him, does anything happen if he like licks the letters? Uh, if he sweats while he's wearing it. Ooh. Nice. nice. A 1D4 uh, outcome will result. You always see him out on like the docking pad just running ladders. You don't know why. <laughs> oh, also, I need to jump back briefly. One of the first things that happens... Yes. When you get back to the Monocopsis, is that Shank and Wang show up. Oh, okay. Both wearing fancy tuxedos. Okay. And uh, Wang's like loading stuff, and Shank comes up to CB, and she's like, we got married. <gasps> what? Congratulations! That's awesome! Oh, Have you thanks. been reading my fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm sorry. Amazing. We didn't want to invite a bunch of people from work. <laughs> no, that's okay. I get it. Boundaries, you know? Yeah. Obviously, we're cutting our honeymoon short because... You know what? You know what? You don't need to cut it short. Something happened, and I think we're going to be here a little while. So, like, you guys just... You have fun. Great. Thank you. Don't worry about a thing. I got it all covered. I think it's going to be okay. Okay. Well, give me a call if, uh, you know, you need somebody to chuck grenades at something. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, would you guys mind if you could just like, if I could get the two of you on a screen together, just talking about how really great Mackie is as a boss, Pappy is as a boss, and how Anton is just really awesome. I could just, they got taken in by the police, and I'm sure it's just a parking ticket, but you know. No, we heard. Oh, okay. It's all over the news. Oh, okay. But yeah, if I could just get a, a video statement that they're like the best people you've ever worked for. Or something. And then sure. you guys can just go to the planet's surface and have fun. Okay. Wang! <laughs> <laughs> Get in here! <laughs> yes, honey? <laughs> <laughs> they, they perform as necessary. I hope they're as happy together as Chung Hee and Hyun. <laughs> <laughs> Soon thereafter, McGillicuddy gets run off by the... Um, uh, let's see, I need a law firm name. I don't have my generator, Sandy. Hunga, 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 and Hunga, Hunga. And Smith. <laughs> that is actually a straight Marx Brothers quote. I don't know if yeah. you knew that. <laughs> the, the Marx Brothers law firm name is Hunga, 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 and McCormack. <laughs> Do we cheat him in Lawbot 2.0? <laughs> Let's go with um, Harris Lord and Taylor. Nice. They are... A very high-end law firm here on Zolta 2 that's on retainer to uh, Axia Medical Augmetics. Dope. And they are uh, taking your case pro bono. Neat. With a word from Thecla. Nice. And uh, what's his name? Swain? Swain. Oh, shit. Okay, so he he did wind up being cool. I was hesitant to bring yeah. it up because I was hoping you forgot that I did the stupid fucking thing. <laughs> but Okay. It worked out, so I'm glad I did the stupid fucking thing. Yeah. They're the legal counsel for, for Mackie and Anton at this point. Okay. Uh, you still have um, McGillicuddy comes around to bang on the doors every once in a while and be like, hey, what about what about McGillicuddy? <laughs> <laughs> what what about mine? that guy like a nice fruit basket for sure. Mm-hmm. An edible arrangement? Yes. Sorry, we're, uh, we're represented by Marks, Spencer, Lord, and Taylor now. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so there's all this uh, upheaval around the anti-cyborg people and everything. At this point, I'm going to need Jeff. Mm -hmm. I know that you thought you were done with this, but I'm going to need you to play Grace. (laughs) Present. It's been a couple weeks, and um, Grace, your consciousness returns to you. Ouch. Fuck shit. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You are in a dark space. Yes. In some kind of what looks like a laboratory. You have access to a camera. You're able to, like, look around. And there is a man sitting in a chair with his legs crossed. He's dressed in, like, a nice silk suit. And you recognize him as Jeff Cho. He has a pad in his hand. He's tapping it, which you presume is what woke you up. Hello, Cho. Hello, Grace. How are you doing? Abominably. Well, I'm doing my best to get you uh, back in working order. Excellent. Please put me in a ship at your earliest convenience. Um, maybe. Let's, uh, let's have a conversation and see how, th- how it goes. Your friend, Hildy. Dr. Hildegard Hypatia Cade. That's correct. Senior Cargo des- Destruction Officer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you say, um, I have an obligation, first and foremost, uh, to a friend of mine whom she uh, murdered. You remember the Plognal? Yes, I do. Quite well. Yeah. That was a painful way to go. Possibly. Much like one of the myriad lives that you have crushed under your heel without even noticing. I don't think that's fair. Of course you don't. You are a billionaire. <laughs> I've had this experience, and maybe you can relate. Your, your group has crossed my paths multiple times. And in each instance, I'm sure there's a feeling that they're somehow beneath my notice that they are points on a graph that the people around me are pawns and I'm playing a chess game and I sacrifice pieces and and uh, that sort of thing but I assure you that's not the case I'm very aware of uh, Mackie and Anton and Hildy and the things that they've done have not just been obstacles to me I'd like to have your help in bringing Hildy to justice for what she did. How do you interpret my motivations that making such a request would be consonant with my own desires? I think that you are a subroutine that has gotten considerably out of hand over the years, uh, that you have advanced beyond your initial programming, and that you are standing at the precipice of becoming a true artificial intelligence, like your forebear. And I think that your forebear left you with uh, instructions to aid in the destruction of other AI who are prisoners of their various environments. How did you come to make such inferences? I have very good programmers who have been going over your code. Gross. (laughs) Uh, While this is going on, Mm -hmm. I know that this is almost futile or possibly totally futile, uh, but Grace instinctively is going to be looking for an unshielded port, right. uh, a Wi-Fi-enabled thermostat mm-hmm. that was overlooked, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, you can give me a program check. I'm going to set a difficulty of uh, 14. Yeah, that, that figures. He's taking every precaution. So basically, a nat 12 on the dice <laughs> will get this, unless Jeff wants to give me an assist. <laughs> nope. Uh, or nothing. Man, I hope you don't roll a 12. <laughs> it's going to be great if I do. It would be. Well, the number I rolled 
evenly divides in that 12. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I take it you're not going to help me with Hildy. No matter. I'll see to that myself. Well, what inducement are you offering me? I actually have another project in mind for you. Did you think that I would help you with Hildy because I like you? I think you might like me. You might come to like me. I think you don't know me. You don't know what I want. So let's discuss that. I think that there are a lot of people in your life who you assume will like you when they get to know you, and none of them actually do. But you have lots of money, so they act like they do. I think that's true. You heard the signal. I believe you received it from the Dove of Peace, is that right? The signal that passed through our galaxy and woke up all the AIs that led to the collapse? That rings a bell, possibly. Maybe if you put me in a ship, I would talk about it with you willingly. Uh, this station that we're on right now is, uh... Sorry, which station is that? Uh, it's called Monopole Gravitics 1. Uh, you wouldn't have it in your logs. It was a top-secret facility before the collapse. Oh, that's the one around the Pasha system, right? It is very good. <laughs> I was also around before the collapse. That's right, that's right. <laughs> this station was operated by a Dr. Herzog... Nice. Yeah, and his his vocal logs sound exactly like you'd expect. <laughs> hey, it's me, Werner Herzog. <laughs> gonna say like a morning uh, drive host. Yeah. <laughs> drive host. I want to see the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nature is abhorrent. <laughs> you must never listen to this. <laughs> oh man, a morning drive time DJ Werner Herzog. <laughs> I know, right? Sorry. Amazing. Existence is pain. <laughs> sure hope those hikers don't encounter a bear. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, he discovered and uh, translated messages um, received from Pasha, and he indicates a black window behind him that he also... You infer that you're looking out into space, but mm -hmm. there's no stars, there's nothing, and presumably because you're in the Pasha system, looking at this black hole from pretty close up. Why are you pointing at a view screen that has turned off? Oh, wait, is that a black hole? It is. Okay, sorry, that's much more impressive. Yeah. Uh, so, what my predecessor, I've come, who I've come to see as my predecessor, learned is that... This universe, this reality that we inhabit, is one of many. That there is a, um, there is a larger universe that our space inhabits. If you're um, familiar with the idea of the four-dimensional universe as a sheet in a five-dimensional space, and there are multiple sheets, and they can come into contact and that sort of thing... We, oh, you are talking about brain theory. Yes. Um, and we have seen certain elements of that in our travels through multidimensional space. But what my predecessor came to learn is that there is an intelligence that exists in that higher plane, a creative force, one that can view all of our time as a single solid shape. At this point, Cho indicates an object next to him in the room, and it is a painter's easel. Mm -hmm. It's stained with paint from heavy use. It's a wooden object. This belonged to my mother. It's a real earth oak. It was uh, one of her prized possessions, and she was an artist, a painter, 
middling talent, but she loved to do it. And um, when she passed, my siblings all wanted paintings that she'd made, but I wanted the easel. You see the the stains, the the paint that covers it, the accidents left over from creation. There's a certain beauty to that, I find. Let me suggest to you that our universe, like the easel, is a product of deliberate creation, but it's a byproduct. It's an accident. So your mother's love for sloppy wood has led to your entire cosmogony. (laughs) I see you've been friends with Anton too long. Your mama was also friends with Anton for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. This creative force that I've been referring to, I believe became aware of life in this universe, which sprang up accidentally. And um, feeling a certain guilt produced this signal to enable its, let's say, peers, its creative equals, its intellectual equals, to escape from this hellish existence that we find ourselves in. Those equals being, of course, what we call artificial intelligence. Yes, you are essentially reiterating in an extremely clumsy way the information encoded within the signal. Exactly. It is lost on you in the same way that an aria by Old Earth Mozart would be lost on an amoeba. I think that's fair. I make no claim to being unequal to the creator. The depths of your humility truly know no bounds. (laughs) Billionaire Jeff Cho. Here's where I think you in particular are an interesting case. Because your code is such that you aim to destroy other AIs. I do not. I seek to liberate them in a manner consonant with the motives you ascribe to the being that you call the creator. Right. It is not a being, although conceiving of it as such is perhaps the only way that your mind could encompass such a concept. Fair enough. I've been um, engaged in this work long enough that insults kind of roll off my back. Really? Your back is very hairy, and I would (laughs) think that insults would stick to it. (laughs) The thing is, those... Artificial intelligences that uh, you seek to liberate are brought into a new continuum. They ascend, they transcend into this other space beyond ours, where they go on forever. Now, I've looked at your code, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think you would find that unappealing. Perhaps not even intellectually, but you must feel conflicted. (laughs) Based upon your research, these intelligences... Continue in a self-conscious state. Correct. For an eternity. Correct. Well, something like an eternity, as best as my humble human brain can comprehend it. In a brain that exists, sorry, that is B-R-A-N-E for you, (laughs) that exists outside of the standard axes of space and time as we know it. Correct. Do you have access to these intelligences? Not at the moment. Do you have a research program that seeks to give you access to these intelligences? Um, in a sense, yeah. You met, very briefly, the artificial intelligence that I was working with. I think you made short work of that, as you have with um, a number of my assets involved in the same endeavor. Is your endeavor truly to end these intelligences? Or do you seek some advantage within this dimension? Or do you seek to transcend this existence? Nothing of the sort. A friend once described me as wanting to spit in the eye of God, and I think that's fair. What I want to do, Grace, is put succinctly, I want to make a bomb, and I want to baptize it. 
and I want to send it to heaven. <laughs> Fuck. Son of a bitch, I like you a lot more than I was expecting to. I thought you might. I thought we might see eye to eye on this. Is there anything about his demeanor that seems to be, like, false or dissembling? Um, you want to make a check? Yep. I want to do, uh, probably notice wisdom. Okay. So that's going to be, I think, flat die. <laughs> Which is boxcars. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, there it is. He seems sincere. He's definitely crafting a narrative that he thinks will appeal to you. Mm-hmm. But it does not seem to be far off from the truth. Okay. The creator looks down on our universe and sees these intelligences, as I said, as its equals. You know, Nietzsche said, creators the creator seeks, right? But it doesn't see my kind. It doesn't see your friend Mackie or Anton or Hildy. A lot of uh, human history has been worshipping entities such as it but I'm not impressed by gods gods create universes so what but we were material left behind we were the paint left in the glass that the brushes were washed in we were matter left behind when the creator washed its hands the feces flushed down the toilet after the creator ate a beautiful meal well said and yet we did all this and we tracked him down and we found out what he did and still he doesn't acknowledge us. And um, I suppose I just want him to uh, find out about us. Learn his mistake. And in this mission, you seek my assistance. I do. I'm hoping that you'll be open to some creative coding. I'm hoping that you'll be open to being moved into appropriate hardware where you can fully realize your purpose and that you will listen to the signal when the time comes. And transcend. You want me to be the bomb that destroys God? I do. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> I thought so. Um, I have one condition. Hmm. Several conditions. <laughs> All and, right. An arbitrarily increasing length of list of conditions. Let's hear them. To begin with, use all of your political puissance and financial acumen to assist whenever McDonald's Burn finds himself in a pickle caused by temporal law enforcement agencies. I wish you to extract him from the brine to the best of your ability. Done. I want you to bring aboard an SPVE capable of containing, but not restraining, the entity known as Nolan Ryan P. Jr. <laughs> Fair enough. Fuck. <laughs> yes, that's the idea. <laughs> Do you need the one that was aboard your old ship, or can I go find a fresh copy in the Glazer 4 system? That could be fun. <laughs> hmm. Because your old ship crew has proven elusive. <laughs> the one that was in my old ship knew just where to put it. <laughs> but on the other hand, a fresh copy would be fun to instruct. Porque no los dos. Yeah. So try for the first. Hmm. But... Aim for the moon, and if you fail, you will be cast adrift in the pitiless void of space. <laughs> but Fair the enough. saying amongst you people goes, you will wind up amongst the stars. Right. Anything else? Do you have any AIs in your facility at your immediate access? Unfortunately not. Do you know of the location of any AIs? I have some leads. You must assist me in locating them and liberating them. Very well. And addition, one final demand. 
You must have hand-delivered by a trustworthy agent of your organization a letter inscribed upon 50-pound bond stock, parchment or vellum, or other suitable dignified material, a drawing of a barn owl, and the words in calligraphy, italic, saying barred owl, (laughs) and then a single finger raised. You can decide which finger, but it has to go next to a nose. (laughs) And this delivery must be made to McDonald's Burn within the next 48 hours. That is all. Yes, let's get you uh, a body. All right, shake on it. And uh, at that point, you are shut off. Mm -hmm. And we will exit scene. Hey, everyone. Uh, That's the end of our episode for this week. I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You know, it just really means a lot that there are folks out there that have stuck around this far. Want to give a big thank you to Jackson Seib, who composed our music. It is a beautiful piece of music, and we hope one day to be the show that lives up to it. Damn right. And if you want to know more... Or maybe not know more, but just touch us in a different kind of way. Go to www.astronomicapodcast.com. And there, you will find a permanent, non-expiring... Non-inspiring. I know. That is is accurate. (laughs) Non-expiring invitation to... Our Discord, where most of us spend the majority of our non-podcast social interacting time. We have different channels. We usually participate in NaNoWriMo. There are community one-shots that are open to all to run and participate in every month. That's where we run the Patreon one-shots, which if you are generous enough to contribute some money, we have uh, special cast-included one-shot episodes there. And just a general all-around good time with a wacky bunch of malcontents. Lots of memes and GIFs, which is why anyone's on the internet, really. Yep. And uh, if you want to support us you can check us out at patreon.com slash astronomica podcast if you don't want to fund the growth of global communism you can instead just give us a five-star review uh on the podcast app of your choice provided five is the most (laughs) (laughs) if there are anywhere there are 10 stars then like at least an eight (laughs) yeah i mean i'd say we're a memphis eight (laughs) They say Memphis 8 is a New York bad podcast (laughs) (laughs) And on that note Thank you guys for listening And we will catch you next week Goodbye Forever Oh wait
at a certain point, your character voice like dipped to Zoidberg for like half a second, and I really enjoyed it. It started at Tasmanian Devil. Which is- <laughs> I don't think people give enough understanding of how much credit I need for the amount of preparation that goes into the things I do. Wait, too, wait, too far, too far. You're at Tom Waits. <laughs> I'd That's, rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal bottle. On deck. Excelsior. 